3: Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and
2: theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block, Austin Norman and Nick Sater with you. Joined now on our Allo VIP line by Brian Munson of Husker Online. Uh, Allo Fiber where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Brian. A bye week yes, for sir. Nebraska. What does a bye week typically involve in the recruiting world for a coaching staff at the college football ranks?
3: Well, I mean, typicals. Typicals tough. Typical for a for a head coach would usually mean going out and and seeing some commitments in the area, maybe checking out a top twenty twenty four target, which is exactly what Matt Rule did. It, you, you try to be effective in the space, right? You you want to go find a game, hopefully on Thursday, and then hopefully find something to do on on Friday as well. Um, you know, and he did, I mean, he went out and saw, I think it was Eric. I think he went and saw Eric Ingerson on, on Thursday yep. and then, uh, was able to see Grant Bricks on Friday and then got out to see Carter Nelson again on Friday as well. So you're, you gotta be, and that's a lot of ground for him to cover, right? Cause he's going from, from Papillion to Iowa to Ainsworth and Ainsworth is so isolated. It's, it's really tough to kind of get out there, but yeah, that's what, that's what you kind of hope as a head coach. And then as an assistant coach, you, you may have some guys kind of circled, some guys that you want to go see in your area, um, and you want to get out there on the road. You might even have some some guys already that you've already had in for a visit before, and you tell them that you're coming back out to take a look at them later on, you know, in the season, kind of like what Garrett McGuire did with Duncanville, Texas, and the trio of sophomores that they have offered there. But, you know, Philip Simpson was in South Florida, and he made an offer uh, to a, a Maryland commitment, uh, a cornerback. Um, you know, and, and, and they, they had a couple other guys, I think they went out and took a look at, I think one thing that was, you know, kind of interesting today is that they found a junior college special teams, wide receiver down in Hutchinson that they offer today as well. So I, I, I think that they roughly know of some guys they want to go take a look at eyeball, check out a game. Uh, but the head coach wants to stay home and and try to cover as much uh, as much ground as he possibly can in, in, in that limited time.
4: We're speaking to Brian Munson of Husker Online, and, and Brian, when when Strick and I talked to you last Monday, um, I, I asked you right off the bat about Kiwan Lacy, and and EJ Barthel went down to Lancaster and and was was hanging out with with Kewan, uh over over the bye week. Um, but I, I know there's a, a litany of SEC schools that are trying to steal Lacey away from Nebraska. I mean, I, I know I remember you telling me also that you were supposed to somewhat get in touch with him over the mm-hmm. last week. I didn't know if if you had any updates on Kwan Lacey because that's one of the big ones that, that Nebraska, I think, is trying to hold on to right now.
3: You know, only his coach said that things were crazy. Um, Kwan never got back to me. I'm going to actually see him on Friday night. I think he plays against West Mesquite, and gotcha. West Mesquite's just kind of down the road from me um so i'm gonna go out there and check him out for sure and uh but i never heard back from kawan i just i know things are nuts i it's kind of like calling carter nelson on saturday yeah. right like you, you you know that the dude is headed to south bend and you know things are got to be nuts for him anyway to have people trying to try trying to confirm a visit to another school Yeah, with kawan it's just like you know you've got 12 some odd teams, I think is what he was kind of mentioning in the on three article that ran last week with the SMU site. Um, You know, schools like Alabama, Ole Miss, SMU, all pushing really, really hard to try to get back into the picture with him. Um, And I know what he's told me before. He sees the bigger picture at Nebraska. He knows what he could do there. He knows he can step foot on campus and he can jump right into, you know, being in the picture to play right away. So It would would have to be pretty compelling. I mean, it would have to be a very compelling situation for him, I think, uh, to go ahead and take a look around because I I just think that he feels like with how Nebraska plans to use him um, that he's got a very good fit for himself in Nebraska.
4: And that has to be the pitch, I think, with a lot of recruits, is that they're going to have the opportunity to come in and and play day one. Number one, because that's kind of how Matt Rule has has operated, I guess, but also – like Austin and I just had the conversation a little bit ago about uh, there. There's not a whole lot of guys that you're you're sitting here on that offense specifically going, man. They need him back because he's such a talented playmaker and such a vital part of this offense. I guess.
3: Yeah, I think there's probably some truth to that, and I, I mean, I kind I want to echo you know what you said to, to begin with with Matt Rule just wanting to try and find ways to get guys on the on the football field look we we heard about it today you know there's going to be three freshmen in the rotation yeah. one guy starting that are that are all true freshmen this weekend against Northwestern um I did hear about it from Carter Nelson you know on Friday a little bit where um you know he mentioned that Nebraska has been is going to be very very creative with him when it comes to packages and formations mm-hmm. and ways to get him involved and it, and it doesn't really involve like having that master title of of being called a tight end he's he's not married to that idea he's he's married to the idea of trying to find a way to get on the football field and help the team win and uh nebraska has shown him that there's you know there's ways to do it you know as kind of this hybrid you know slot you know why guy that can get there and and maybe potentially at some point plays more you know can play some with his hand in the dirt but realistically, he's more of a guy, I think, that Nebraska would love to leverage that athleticism and that in that frame, you know, right away because he's not a hand in the dirt tight end day one at Nebraska.
2: Sticking with the theme of the offense here, Brian, Nick and I were talking too about kind of what he was mentioning there, but also just the the balance between being a developmental program like we've heard Matt Rule wants to be, but also I think fans wanting to see some of these freshmen pop on the scene, a Malachi Coleman, a Jalen Lloyd, a Jaden Doss guys like that. Is there a way for Nebraska to be developmental along the lines, but kind of plug and play with young, exciting athletes at the skill positions? Do you need to have some consistency across positions? What does that look like in recruiting?
3: Yeah, I think consistency is always what you're shooting for and you're striving for. I mean, if you're plugging and playing guys, I think it always kind of tells you that you haven't found the right recipe. You haven't found the right mix. You haven't found... The right uh, the right chemistry maybe between guys things haven't things have not gelled the way that you would kind of hope for them to and, and you're still trying to figure out what that what that kind of percentage is and what guys are going to look look right and what in what formation so I um I think Nebraska is going to continue to plug and play not because they don't have um not because they don't have uh, combinations necessarily I think they're still looking for guys that can help. Um, I think offensive, I think along the lines, I think the defensive side is a little bit easier of, of a spot to kind of go out there and plug and play and be a little bit more experimental. And you can kind of maybe tailor it more to, uh, you know, strengths and, and, and what this guy can do well and what you don't necessarily have with some other guys. And and maybe what you also feel like you can leverage a guy and, and get him some reps and, be, and continue his development. I think it's a little bit more difficult on offense because you want that ability to be able to basically do anything and everything all the time uh that requires you to to know the playbook to you're not going to have that ability to kind of rotate in and out you know potentially as freely as what you would do on the defensive line uh but i think at the skill position spots i mean obviously those guys are typically running a lot more on the field on on any given down and you're going to need to have that rotation and keep those legs fresh in the first place. So I I think Nebraska really wants to find depth. I think they want to find guys that are, that are, um, uh, having an impact within the numbers inside of that depth. And that's really what's going to stand out. I think to the staff as the season goes along, they're looking for, you know, guys that they cannot just find a way to, to win three more and get bowl eligible, even though it sounds like Matt rule is really, really trying to get people's, Heads on to becoming you know one and zero for the week, and I really appreciate that. But I think in the long run, I think he's looking for guys that he can you know start to feel like have a little bit more trust, guys that are like guys that are believing in themselves. I mean, it's just not possible for Doss to kind of get there after just the limited time he saw in in, in the first week, and I think they'll start to ramp up Lloyd and. I think Coleman, after getting that one catch, you know, you'll start to see a guy really start to take some shape. At least that's what Nebraska is hoping for.
2: Last thing on the offensive side of the ball, uh, we were talking a lot about quarterback too. How do you view this Nebraska quarterback room next year and for the next couple years? Are they looking for a guy to to bridge to Daniel Kalen? Are they going to the transfer portal? Do they?
0: I just hope Kalen can be the guy from day
2: one, just Heinrich Harburg factor in. How do you view the quarterback room in Nebraska's strategy and recruiting?
3: Yeah. I mean things get really really interesting there. I mean, Harburg I think is your guy that you have circled right now, looking in the next 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 spring and saying he's the guy and, and Kalen's the guy that you had picked out in the twenty twenty five class to come in there and add to the our twenty twenty four class to come in there and add to the room and you know, you're you're hoping then that you have Built this strong room, you know, because I I think I think the one thing that stood out to me so far, you know, about like what's happened from Sims to the injury with Purdy to Harbert stepping up and and done and doing what he has done so far, they all seem incredibly close, and and that is a very difficult thing I think for a lot of people to understand because there's only one quarterback typically on the on the field at any one time. There's only one guy getting a snap, right? And that group of guys right there seem to be completely and totally vested in the guy that's out there on the football field. Um, And I, I think that they're hoping that the, that the locker room stays that way, that they need the team room to stay that way, regardless of kind of who's ever out there. Um, And that they have ways to kind of be competitive during the week and be supportive of whoever the guy is, is playing on Friday or Saturday. So I think that's what you're kind of aiming aiming for. And I think knowing Daniel Kalin and having a chance to talk to him quite a bit over the last year or so, I wouldn't expect anything less from him. I mean, that's that's a guy that's looking forward to to getting in there and working with those guys and, and and learning and figuring things out and getting to know the offense. So, I think it's a good fit. And then you look down the road a little bit more, like a an Alex Mansky. I don't think Alex Mansky is, you know, too too far different or too different than uh, Daniel Kalen in that regard either. I think he's looking to become part of a room, make it stronger, and and go in there and try to get the room better uh, with him, with him being added to it.
4: Brian, a big-picture question for you here. Just with how much recruiting has shifted and changed over the last couple of years, obviously early signing day, a lot of guys want to get the decisions made um, you know, before their senior season rather than during or even after their senior season. What does the second half of seasons look like for official visits nowadays? Right, Because I think yeah. – um with uh, there 's i mean Nebraska loaded up a weekend in March, they loaded up summer weekends and and things like that, and maybe even early parts of of the of the season with games, but now it feels like we 're having a lot of repeat of, uh, of visitors right on unofficials so i mean uh, Carter nelson's sure. at every single Nebraska game. What does it look like for like the visits look like for the second half of the season for nebraska great question
3: I mean, I kind of ran a story about that on on Saturday about some guys I think that you could probably start seeing come through, you know, here in the coming weeks. But you're looking for guys that I think Nebraska has offered, you know, very recently guys that, yeah. that, well, there's, there's, um, you know, like I think there's still like candid cook, can Cook cook that, that hasn't um, taken his official visits part of the class, you know, right now. Um, I think JD Crisp would be another guy that you would see come back. Obviously, since he's taken the uh, take a, took an unofficial visit and committed on it, so I think there's a couple of guys that are in the class that that need to come back and take an official visit to Nebraska. But then you start talking about like. Gregory Smith from Riverview, Florida, that picked up an offer from Nebraska a week and a half ago, or you start talking about Larry Tarver, the, the cornerback, the Maryland uh, commitment uh, mm-hmm. from Miami that picked up an offer from Nebraska last week during the bye week, or Trey Richardson from Hutchinson uh, Community College, which I just mentioned a little bit before this, who just picked up an offer today from Nebraska um, you know, I, I think you'll see a few more of those guys, you know, kind of start popping up here and start coming in. Another guy I mentioned was like Andrew Dennis, the the former uh, Michigan State commitment uh, that was part of Mel Tucker's class. He formally has now decommitted from Michigan State. I think it was a pretty well known fact that he wasn't going to end up signing with the with the Spartans, or it was going to be very difficult to. Uh, knowing the coach's situation there at Michigan State, uh, and maybe now Nebraska might be able to put themselves in a position to host him a little bit later on this fall, too. But I think that there's there's some guys that are popping up, a lot, of the, a lot of the later offers, which there hasn't been that many of them, but Nebraska's been very effective, at least there, and it sounds like them wanting to get to Lincoln, you know, following the offer from the Huskers.
2: Brian, anything else you're monitoring over these next couple weeks with back-to-back home
3: games for Nebraska? Well, I mean – I talked to Grant Bricks last week <laughs> and you know, nothing really has changed there. I know a lot of people are, are dreading some of the, the predictions and forecasts that have been put out that, that indicate that he's going to OU. I did not get that, uh, did not get that idea talking to him last Monday at all. Nice. Um, I think Nebraska is very much still in the picture there. I don't think he's going to take any visits, but I think that that could pop, you know, maybe at any at any moment, honestly, that he could end up, you know, deciding where he's going to go or announcing where he's going to go ahead and go. So, monitoring that. Obviously, the Carter Nelson thing stays uh, remains a little fluid, but as dad indicated last night he's still very much solid in Nebraska and he'll be at Nebraska this weekend to see the Northwestern game.
2: There you go, it's Brian Munson of Husker Online with us here on our Allo VIP line. Brian, appreciate it as always. Keep up the good work. We'll talk next week. All right, guys, take care. I want to just say this on Grant Bricks really quick. Yeah. I get it. He's a big name. He's very highly rated. A lot of good schools after him. How many times are we going to talk ourselves into one offensive lineman fixing the class in the whole line? We it's, did it with Ben yeah. Hart. We did it with Corcoran. Here's the thing. I get it. It's interesting. He's a big name. But yeah. at the same time, he's one of five. He's one guy. He'll make his decision when it he is. makes his decision.
4: It is It is a big one. I also think with with Grant unfor- Grant Bricks, that is, unfortunately. Um He's been in this real just quiet, close to the vest type of mentality ever since his recruitment started. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think he's definitely one of those guys, and I think we've seen it, that wants to make the decision on his terms, and he doesn't want a ton of interviews, doesn't want to have a whole lot of Mm -hmm. conversations, doesn't want to really take a whole lot of visits. He's just playing it very close to the vest, Um, and it feels like it's between Nebraska and Oklahoma, right? That's what, And Mm -hmm. Kansas State's in there as well. But... Uh, I mean, I think it is understandable. Number one player, it reminds you a lot of Turner Corcoran, which Moskra fans might scare get scared from. Number one player in the state of, mm-hmm. of Iowa, right? Cor- uh, Corcoran, obviously from Kansas, but like number one player in the state of Iowa, number three interior offensive lineman in in the entire country. Like they see those numbers and they get excited, and and that was part of my question, I think, because you don't you normally nowadays, especially see. A lot of high-profile guys like that, highly-rated guys, still uncommitted at this mm-hmm. point. Maybe you see some that are uncommitted, but because they decommitted, not, not that's not Grant Bricks' situation. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing him play it real close to the vest, real quiet. And as Brian says, because I asked him about Grant Bricks last Monday, he obviously he mentioned him today. Um, every single time, it's just hey, he's he's real quiet about it. He's not given a whole lot of hints. He's not really given a whole lot of information. Um, you know, it, it could be any moment here. And when every single guy doesn't that talks to Grant Bricks doesn't really have a read on when it's going to happen, likely is they don't really know what when it's going to happen if it's not getting leaked one bit. Then it's mm-hmm. very very likely it's not going to happen. So or we, we don't know when it's going to happen. Sorry,
2: that's just it. Big thanks to Brian Munson of uh, Husker Online. Check him out at on three if you want to read uh, more. We have him on every Monday here at three.
4: It, it's really interesting. So I looked up Kwan Lacey, right? Because mm-hmm. this this is really interesting over the last couple of days. Just heard a lot of rumblings and things like that. Unfortunately, and and EJ Barthel went down to to Lancaster, Texas, right? Or Lancaster High School, and. On on dot they have the whole like total players drafted in the last five years, right? Running backs drafted in the last five years. Unfortunately, like things that people can use against and other programs can use against Nebraska are these numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And just for just to just for context here, and, and these don't mean anything. Um, Nebraska has had nine total players drafted in the last five years. None of them, by the way, very high. Right. Um, Zero. Well, I mean,
2: you have, you have Jergens and Bray in the yes, second
4: yes, round. And that's yes, a- yes, yes. Uh, zero running backs drafted mm-hmm. in the last five years. Now I understand new staff. I get that, um, and that's probably the the caveat or the you know the the cop out that the staff can use. Ole Miss, eighteen people drafted in the last five years. Three running backs in the last five years. Alabama, who seems like the other school, we already know forty six mm. guys drafted five running backs drafted in the last five years yeah so like those are numbers and and yes new staff and they can use that to say hey we're new staff those are our numbers i that's that's true i understand that but from but the same staffs are still at those other places that have done that
2: and it does mean something it
4: has to mean something
2: once again big thanks to brian munson for joining us we'll step aside we'll wrap up on the block get you set up for old school after this